Welcome to the Vikings Off Tackle Podcast. This is Brandon. Glad to be back. Glad to see you guys. Welcome to the bye week. Oh man, bye week absolutely sucks. Dude, there's just nothing to do. I had to watch yesterday the Iowa Hawkeyes. So the Iowa Hawkeyes are like my team and my college football team. I Dad went there. My sister went there. It's just in her blood. That Nikes is absolutely embarrassing watching that Ohio State thing. It was absolutely hilarious. But that, and that, so that was my highlight. So we got the Wild losing in overtime uh, to the Boston Bruins. And we got the Iowa Hawkeyes losing to Ohio State in absolutely embarrassing fashion. So just a really good football weekend for me. Really just... The best. This is the best football weekend ever. And when it comes to bye weeks, it just makes it so sad. It makes it so sad. You know, you work your you work your entire work week. You know, the the wife's yelling at you. The kids are are, are you know uh, screaming at you. Boss is asking about the rundown. You don't even know what a rundown is. And you wait till it's Sunday. And there's absolutely nothing. So this won't be a really majorly long episode today. You know, it's a bye week, not much to talk about. But there are a couple things. There are a couple things to talk about. Uh, I am recording this podcast before Sunday's, all the Sunday's games. So I really don't know, like, how did Carolina play against Tampa Bay? Hilarious. How did, uh, how did... Cincinnati play against uh, Atlanta. No idea. That's I'm recording this all before the Sunday's game. But something kind of interesting in the Viking news came out this week. Adam Thielen had an interview on the Pat McAfee show. He had like about an 18-minute interview on Pat McAfee. And, man, I love you, Adam. What, show some personality, dude. You got, like, the coolest story in NFL football like history. Show some personality, brother. Show some personality. But he he was great, old, good old Adam Thielen. Very nice, very stoic. But on the field, he's a killer, right? We've seen him yell at Kirk Cousins about 100,000 times. But, you know, with... On the Pac McAfee, he just was a nice, you know, good old guy. Good old guy. He did say some interesting things, though. Firstly, he mentioned that the culture is just different in Minnesota now. You know, with Kevin O'Connell, Kevin O'Connell, uh, and Zimmer, it's just going to be different. And you could just tell by I, I would go hot take, hot take alert. I'd go on a limb and say Zimmer was not a really fun guy to be around. He is your old school coach, and that works if you win. All kind of coaching personalities work if you win. If you're the good old boy. You know, player, coach, fun, nice. Hey, Doc Rivers, it's cute. Like this Mike McDaniel's thing in Miami. That's cute. Oh, he's quirky. He's fun. He's yee-hee. Oh, look at him in these interviews. It's so funny. Oh, he's just one of us. Until he starts losing. And that won't be fun. It won't be cute. 
he will lose that locker room so fast if his quirkiness doesn't result in 11-5 seasons basically every year. If he has a 3-12 and season, him saying, my favorite color is teal because of the blah, 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 it won't be cute anymore. And Zimmer's stoic toughness stopped being cute isn't the right word for it. Stopped being, you know, this guy's a tough, good, strong coach, personality, god dang it, cussing all the time, yelling at you, play better. That works with multi-multi-millionaire, super successful, grown-ass men if you're winning. And when the winning stopped or the winning kind of stagnated at 8-8, eight and eight, it stopped being cute. So they brought in KOC. And KOC seems like an absolute slam dunk superstar of a pickup. Why is he a superstar of a pickup? Well, as Adam Thielen said, he changed the culture. Huge. When the game they were losing against Philadelphia, apparently no one was yelling at anyone. It was, we know what to do. This is how we adjust. I'm talking on the sidelines. We know what to do. This is how we adjust. And we play the game. No one's screaming. No one's saying, you missed your block. Bull ass. You know, it, it, it was positive. Professional. And when you choose a new head coach, when you choose a new head coach to get someone young, offensive-minded, yet has high expectations, it's the perfect mix. We see what the LA Rams are doing now. Without KOC, it does not look like the same LA Rams. Now, I'm not saying all of LA Rams' problems are you know, because KOC left. But it's it's a thing. Stafford looks broken and lost. And Kirk, who hasn't hit his stride completely, looks solid and great. KOC's personality might be... It's the perfect, in my opinion, personality for a long-term 12-win, 11-win coach for a long time. Positive, professional, smart, innovative. It's absolutely phenomenal. And Adam Thielen credits it right away. He did say winning changes it. KOC, we would hate KOC if he was Owen. Six, but with winning comes love. So the culture apparently is much different. I'm sure going into work, it's a little more enjoyable than it was under Zimmer. Not that saying Zimmer was this horrible co culture, but I have a feeling it wasn't the great one either. He also said Kirk is free to play football for the first time in his life. He has freedom. At the ripe old age of, what is he, 32, 34? I didn't even know. Let me look that up real quick. How old is he? At 34, he finally has freedom to play. If you kind of look at Kirk Cousins' career, it's not a very stable one. Everyone has always doubted him. And rightfully so. Primetime Kirk is an absolute thing. Whether it was at Washington, whether it was at Minnesota, he hasn't had a huge amount of stability. 
Zimmer was stable, but Zimmer hated him for some reason. I have a feeling Kirk, again, really nice guy. For you not to get along with Kirk would be kind of weird. I don't see... There's obviously some swag and a little bit of ego. But I don't see so much ego and, and swag that it's overwhelming. Like, this isn't Cam Newton here, right? This isn't Tom Brady. This is Kirk Cousins. Solid. B+. Plus. B. 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 B minus on his worst days. B to B plus all the time. A minus when he's at his best. Just solid as a rock. That's why I love when they sign him. My my opinion of Kirk, I'm not a Kirk cultist like some people are. I'm also not anti-Kirk. I think that's ridiculous. You guys are being silly with your anti-Kirk. Is Kirk Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen? No. Is he uh, a Herbert? No, he is absolutely not. He's not Rodgers. He's not Drew Brees. That is the hardest thing to get is that super mega ultra star quarterback. But he is a quarterback that you can win with. He is a quarterback that can win a Super Bowl. There have been worse quarterbacks than him that have won a Super Bowl. If you he wins two Super Bowls, him and Eli are going to be pretty close. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Kaepernick was in a Super Bowl. Foles won a Super Bowl. These are all way worse quarterbacks. They had elite defenses. Matt Ryan is who I always considered Kirk's equal. I mean, Matt has a little better track record. He's had a little more of a throwing offense, to be fair, too. He had one of the greatest receivers of all time with Julio Jones throwing to him constantly. And Roddy White. So he's had some a lot more like serious Hall of Fame weapons. I guess you know. So that's a little different. But in terms of talent, I always put Kirk on the Matt Ryan train. So when Minnesota signed him, I was excited. I wasn't, oh my god, we just got Peyton Manning excited. But we just got a quarterback that you can win 11, 12, 13 games, given the team. I always said with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy can't make you 12 wins. Teddy probably won't have you lose five games. Teddy's an 8-8 eight eight quarterback. And God, does he have awful throwing mechanics. I can't stand watching him throw. But Kirk he can make you a multi-round playoff winner. And it's the first time in his career that he can just play the game. You saw what KOC did with Kirk, or with uh, uh, Matt Stafford. I'm not saying he's going to be the MVP, Super Bowl MVP superstar throwing four touchdowns in the Super Bowl, but he's going to put Kirk in a position to be successful, which is something Kirk has never had before. N no one really put him in a position. Name me his receivers in Washington. Go on. Name me his running back. And we all know the Schneider absolute dumpster fire of a franchise that is. Even Ron Rivera, who everyone kind of loves, uh, personality-wise and personal, as an ex-Carolina Panther fan, I really enjoyed him. Can't even come close to winning there. Then he goes to Minnesota. His head coach like hates him. Like, not his idea. Like, almost resentful. A defensive coach hates a quarterback. Wow. But now, 
a super offensive modern mind who's young enough to create an offense tailored to Kirk. Now he gets a chance to show what he has. And for the first time, he's chucking the ball, he's throwing the ball. Not his best statistical year. Last year was incredible statistics-wise. But Kirk doesn't have an ego enough to, I, in my opinion, I think he would rather throw 24 touchdowns, 12 picks, and make it to the NFC Championship game than 35 touchdowns, 5 picks, and be 9-8. and eight. Winning helps. Winning fixes all. And I'm going to preview this um, in my pre- my Friday episode, my Thursday Friday episode, I'm gonna preview the Cardinals game more. So this is really concentrated on just bye week and kind of just my thoughts and feelings about Minnesota where they're at today. I'm going to preview the Cardinals game, but there is a little bit of worry. Let me give you a little little taste of what's to come next week. The one negative I have to say about Minnesota, it has nothing to do with Minnesota. It's not their fault at all. It's just kind of how the cookies have crumbled. They have played no one, and the games have been close. They have played, looks to be broken Aaron Rodgers, finally aged Aaron Rodgers. They had the one real test with the Eagles, which at the time we didn't know was going to be great, but turns out they're one of the best teams in football, and I believe it. They played the very broken Lions, 28-24. They played a backup Quarterback Andy Dalton, old man, Red Rocket, 28-25. Barely beat them. Double doink. Had to beat them. 29-22 with the Justin Fields Yoga Man. Barely beat them. People already giving up on Justin Fields in Chicago. And then you played two backup quarterbacks. Skyler who? I know the I, I know the NFL. I know this sport. I know the players. I know some of them personally, from coaching, from uh, connections, from networking. I have no idea who Skyler Thompson was. (laughs) Not a clue. And then Teddy went in. We all know Teddy. We love Teddy. Respected Teddy. We barely beat them. Then we get a bye week. Woohoo! Then the Cardinals come. Broken Cardinals. So dangerous Cardinals, but broken Cardinals. Kyler's screaming at his coach. It's not going well for some reason. They barely beat Carolina. And then right after that, they play the Washington Commanders. Will Ron Rivera even be the coach by then? Sunday, November 6th? Will they even be will he even be the coach? So the Vikings, in theory, seven and one by November thirteenth. But what would have what have they done? What would they? Who would they have beat? Broken, lost, undefeated, horribly. Broken Lions, backup quarterback Saints, terrible Bears. Two backup quarterbacks to the Dolphins. Broken Cardinals. Still think the Cardinals are dangerous, to be fair. 
the, the best worst team. And absolutely going to be by then mentally broken commanders. And he got the Bills. Cowboys, Patriots, Jets, Lions, Colts, Giants, Packers, Bears. I'm not saying that the Vikings are going to end up 7-9 and nine or 7-10 and 10 or whatever. The I'm still not used to counting it out of 17. I'm still got like 11 and 5 in the brain. I know it's like 11 and 6 now and 9 and 8, not 8 and 8. It just freaks me out. Um but I'm not setting y'all up for for disappointment. I'm just being honest. At 7 and 1 or well let's not give ourselves two wins for free. At 5 and 1 Vikings really haven't played anyone. And it feels good to win. You take every win you can in the NFL. You take every single one. Don't let anyone take away a win for you. But they haven't played anyone. Not really. If that Dolphins team had too uh, full power, they were they were cooking. Dolphins team was cooking at one point. We played them at their worst. Cardinals, we're going to play them at their worst. They looked... Terrible on Monday night football, uh, Thursday night football against the Saints. Broken Saints, by the way. I worry that we're going to be seven and one, feeling good, and then the Bills are going to come to town, or we're going to go to the Bills. Excuse me. And what if we lose thirty four ten? And we go to, on November 20th, we go play the Dallas Cowboys. And Dax has a couple of weeks in him. And then Mac Jones or Zappy or Zeppy. I can never, I can't remember how to pronounce his name right now. And the Patriots and the Jets are still hot. And we beat the Lions. We'll preview that more on Friday. So a little fun thing to kind of talk about the Dolphins game, a little a little bit of a review. Here's something we learned, or maybe you know, maybe I'm telling you for the first time, I just kind of learned it. The temperature on the sidelines for the Vikings in Miami was 120 degrees. The sideline on the Miami side was 90 degrees. 30 degree difference. Between the Vikings and the Dolphins, I, I had some home field advantage. I love Hard Rock, uh, the Hard Rock Stadium. I think it's super, super cool. I think it's a really cool modern stadium. Kind of looks like a soccer vibe. A little bit of like what you'd see in like the Premier League or, or MLS. But I love the vibe. I think it's a super cool stadium. 120 degrees, y'all. That is cooking not only is it 120 degrees on the sideline you're running sprinting for your life full nfl football speed Woo! that would be hot that would be absolutely cooking that'd be absolutely cooking but it's bye week and there isn't too much to say players are doing their interviews Players are going to sporting events. I think the bye week came at a perfect time. 
You feel good. You work on some things. Kirk's not even at full power. You have two great opportunities coming up on the 30th and the 6th of November to get two good wins. Set yourself up for the real test. Because we got to stretch, boys. From November 13th to basically January 8th. These games are going to be 50-50s. Bills, you could even say 75-25. Cowboys, that's you want to see how good we are? Bills, tough test, right? You could, Everyone can see it as losing 27-13 to the Bills. Now the Cowboys, you beat the Cowboys, you're in a different echelon. This Cowboys team is good. I know we all mean with the Cowboys, but this Cowboys team is good. Patriots, always, always dangerous because they're the New England Patriots. Jets, I don't believe them, too. Like that, by December 4th, that could be a team that falls apart. But, like I said, we'll talk even more in detail this Friday. Just a quick pod, just a little little on-the-car-ride-home distance uh, uh, in terms of time. Just a quick little bi-week pod, episode number two. Super excited to continue to talk with you guys. Two episodes a week for the Minnesota Vikings pod. Didn't even say, welcome to Minnesota Vikings podcast. No more broad talking about Wild or Twins or any other team. It's just Minnesota from here. Uh, Vikings from here on. Just Viking talk from here on. Please, if you are interested in the Twins, subscribe to Off Speed Twins Off Speed podcast. I am going to create the Minnesota Wild podcast. I am. I've been debating at it what, what, back and forth. That might be a more seasonal one. A seasonal, maybe a couple off-season ones, and then be done. I also am going to probably be making the return of the Hawkeye Off Tackle podcast next year. So if you're an Iowa Hawkeye fan and a Minnesota Vikings fan, follow me on Twitter at Brandon Brandon Off Tackle. I'm just messing up my own links here. At Brandon Off Tackle on Twitter. The return of the Hawkeye Off Tackle podcast will return next year. It will just be a seasonal thing. That's what I learned the lesson the first time when podcasting. I'll just do it for the season. And then after the bowl, maybe have one more wrap-up show. See you next fall. It's just not a good... College football is just not a good um, sport to do full year-round. But Vikings will be year-round. Because there's always something to talk about in football. Like Twins will be year-round. Because there's always something to talk about in baseball. Wild, maybe a little more than just seasonal, maybe a little past it. If any of that interests you, I also have a national show where I talk about the biggest highlights of the week, the biggest stories, off-speed, off-tackle podcast, combination of both. I know, I'm a genius. I I know, relax. Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Brian Hannum. Right, it's that that's the order. In terms of genius. Elon Musk, right below me. So if any of those shows interest you, please subscribe to those. If you just like Viking football, you're on the right place. Thank you so much for being with me today, and I will see you guys Friday.